0: Hello, hello, can you guys hear me? Yes. Only three of you? Can you guys hear me? Awesome. Are you guys ready? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Alright, let's pray. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Lord Jesus, we, we praise you tonight, God. Lord, we glorify your holy name. Father, Lord, we pray, God, that you heard our voices, God. You heard us declare, God, who you are to us, O oh God. Jehovah God, we cling on to you, God. We need more of you, Father. That Jehovah God, even when we do not know what we want, all we know is that we want you, God. We want you, Father. We want to do the right things, oh God. And Jehovah God, we pray, Father, that you may look in our hearts and see where we are, God, and, and direct us, Father, to where you want us to be, Jesus. I pray, Jehovah God, as we hear this message today, God, it's your word, oh God, that you move me out of the way completely, God. And Jehovah God, speak to your people and speak to my heart as well, Jesus. Jehovah God, I pray, Lord, that you'll be glorified, Lord, and lives will be changed and hearts will be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So we've been continuing with the book of Acts. And if you guys haven't been here, go back in and listen to it. It's been great. God has been doing amazing things. This will be the last Wednesday of the year. so. You can go listen to everything we've preached for the last one year, so then you can be get ready for 2020, right? Yeah, that was very weak. Okay, right? It's okay. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's read from Acts 21, 37 to 22:22. 22, 22. It's a long read, so bear with me. Um, so, then Paul was about to be led into the barracks. He said to the commander, May I speak to you? He replied, Can you speak Greek? Are you not an Egyptian who, who some time ago started up a rebellion and led 4,000 assassins out of the wilderness? But Paul says, I'm a Jew from Tars- Tarsus in Sicilia, a citizen of Nomin city, and I, you permit, and I implore you permit me to speak to the people. So when, when he had given him permission, Paul stood on the stairs and motioned with a hand to the people. And when there was a great silence, he spoke to them in Hebrew language, saying... Brethren and fathers, hear my defense to before you. And when, he, when they had him speak to them in the Hebrew language, they kept all more silent. Then he said, I'm indeed a Jew born in uh, Tarsus in Sicilia, uh, but brought up in the city at the feet of the Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of the father's law, and was zealous, zealous towards God and, as you all are today. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prison, both men and women, and also the high priest bear, with, bear me witness and all the counsel of the elders, from whom I received letters to, to the brethren and went to Damascus and bring them, ch- bring them in chain, even those who were there to, to Jerusalem to be punished. Now it happened, as I journeyed and came near Damascus at noon, suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me, And I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I answered, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus of Nazareth, who who you've been persecuting. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid. But they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. And so I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, arise and go to Damascus, and there you will be told... All the things which are appointed to you for you to do, and since I could not see for the glory of of that light being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came to Damascus. Then a certain man, Ananias, a devoted man according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me and stood and said, "Brother Saul, receive sight." And at the same hour I looked up to him. I looked up to him. Then he said. The God of our Father has chosen you that you should know His will and see the just one and hear and hear the voice of His mouth. For you will be His witnesses to all men of to all men of what you've seen and heard. And now, why are you what are you, and now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sin, calling on the Lord, calling on the name of the Lord. Now it happened when I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple that I was in a trance and I saw him saying to me, make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly for they will will not receive your testimony concerning me. So I said, Lord, they know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those who believed, who believes on you. And when the blood of the, of your martyr Stephen washed, was shed, I, I also was standing by, the, by consorting to his death and guarding his clothes of those who were killing him. Then he said to me, depart, for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. And they listened to him until, until this, this word. Then they raised their voice and said, away with such a fellow for the earth, f- from the earth, for he is not fit to live. Hmm. And in closing, <laughs> that's a long read. So if you ask most Christians, they know their story. Yeah. We know about Saul, how he was transformed to Paul. We know that Paul was, um, was perse- Saul was persecuting Christians. But then God uh, met him and he was transformed. And that's what he's giving at this point. Because at this point, if you listen to that last uh, Wednesday, Paul, people are coming against Paul. So at this point, they have grabbed him and they are beating him and accusing him of going against what they believe. News get to the commander and he ran down with the soldiers and rescues Paul from the people that are trying to kill him. The commander arrests Paul and put him in chains. Remember, Paul had already been told that he was going to be persecuted and killed in Jerusalem. So he knows that this is all happening, but that doesn't deter him from continuing to speak the word of God. right? Paul is carried by the soldiers because the crowd kept on shouting, kill him, kill him. Paul speaks at the commander and says, may I say something to you? Note the note of his tone right there. The guy just got beaten by people, right? And now he's been carried away to be put in chains because he doesn't know what's going to happen. And yet he has the courage to say, may I please speak to the people? The commander is astonished. He says, You speak Greek? I thought you were a rebel that led 400 men to, uh, of assassin. Paul says, No, sir, I beg you that I may, you may allow me to speak to the people. He gets, permission to, uh, he gets permission to speak to the people and he gestures them and tells them uh, to come closer and they listen to him. And he speaks to them uh, as a Jew. And he tells them how he was educated and all the things that happened to him and how he persecuted Christians. How on his way to Damascus he persecuted Christian. Then he saw a light and then he was blind and then he was sent to Ananias and he was transformed. Pretty much, Paul is giving them his whole story, right? And then Paul is talking about how he returned to Jerusalem, thinking that because they have seen me persecute Christian and they have seen me transformed, they are going to listen to me. But the Holy Spirit tells him, no, this is not your time yet. I need you to leave and go somewhere different. And then Paul comes back to Jerusalem where he knows that he's going to be persecuted. And now he has an, an opportunity to defend himself. He has an opportunity to defend himself. But what Paul does is he goes ahead and he talks about his testimony. Think about that for a minute. You've gone through all these things in your life. You've been preaching the word of God. God has already said that in Jerusalem, things are going to happen. You're going to be killed and you're going to be persecuted. And now he has a chance where you thought, well, he was getting beat, beat, beaten by the people when they were, were trying to stone him at that point. He thinks, this is the moment right here. I'm done. But then he's rescued. Right? By the commander. And then he's, he's, he's being read to, to be chained. But then he still takes a moment and says, excuse me, I'd like to say something. I'd like to say something. But then he doesn't try to defend himself, but he gives the story of his life. What compels a man who has everything to lose to take the last opportunity that he has and talk about Christ? What compels a man who can defend himself and speak about what's going on in his life and how he has been mistaken and all these things that he's been doing good, but then he takes a moment and says, no, let me speak about Christ. My answer, since you guys didn't answer, even though I asked you a question, is a changed heart. Okay, Because a changed heart is the only one that can speak about Christ and not try to defend itself. So you may ask, well, what is a change heart? And I have three points which, which we're going to talk about. It. There is much more, but I want to focus on these three things. The first thing I want to talk about is a change heart is not demanding. A change heart is not demanding. Acts 21, 37. Then as Paul was about to be led in the barrack, he said to the commander, may I speak to you? Take the note, the note of the voice. So you've been beaten, you're being dragged around, they're rescuing you, they're pulling you, and your choice of word is to be calm and collected and say, may I please speak to you? I want to reflect on my life. I always try to put myself in that situation. I've been beaten, I've been dragged, I almost got killed. The last thing that will be coming out of my, my mouth will be something kind, He'll be screaming like, did you see those people? Did you see what they were doing to me? I am not wrong. Why are they doing this to me? But he says, sir, excuse me, may I speak to you? That is a, that's a sign of a changed heart. Yeah, I wonder what our attitude will look like when things are not going through our way. Yeah, what happens when we are squeezed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But see, Paul doesn't stop there. <laughs> he gets an opportunity to speak to the people he gets an opportunity to address the same people who are stoning him and trying to kill him. Who are trying to, they haven't stoned him at that point, but the same people who are trying to kill him. And get this, Acts twenty-two one two 1, 2 says, he starts his conversation with this, brothers and fathers, listen to my defense before you. Would I be calling those people brothers and fathers when I knew that they were about to kill me? would I be calling them brothers and father? When I see somebody cut me in traffic, do I say, brother, you shouldn't have cut me in traffic? (laughs) When somebody says something against me, leave alone trying to stone me and kill me. But when somebody says something negative about me, when I go to address them, are my words, sister, brother, let me tell you about this. Let me give you my defense. Is that the choice of words that we use? Our our hearts are they really changed because Paul is showing us what a a changed heart looks like. And trust me, as I went through this, I was like, Lord, I think we need to do some work in my heart. Because if Paul is showing me that he's almost in a place where he's losing his life, but yes, he has that composure and he's able to speak and say those things in that kind of way, how should I walk? Can I go before God and say, God, I don't have an example of how I'm supposed to, per- to portray myself? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and when I looked at this, these are the same words that Stephen, when he was getting, before he got stoned to death, he said in Acts 7 2 says, and he said, Brethren and Father, listen. And then he continues to speak. The same word, the same attitude, the same heart, the same changed heart was when Stephen was getting stoned. So we can't really say that we don't have more than one example. It can be one-off. It's like, continuously, this is what we are seeing with people who have died completely to self and submitted themselves to Christ so Christ can continue to work in their hearts. Paul also says, let me give you my defense. And when I look at the word, when you look at the word defense in the, in the Greek, the one he was saying, it's apologia. It's an apology. The former defense for one's past life and action. So Paul is not really telling them that I am sorry because, you know, you guys, I made you angry. He's saying, can you guys listen to my defense? Let me tell you what I used to do. It's an apology of what I used to do. You might have heard me. You might have heard what I used to do. And I'm not telling you that I'm trying to get an apology so you guys don't kill me. He's saying, let me apologize to you because of what you might have had. Because now I have been transformed by Christ. I have a changed heart. He also speaks as a Jew to the Jew. He could have spoken a different language, but he speaks to the people so he can under, they can understand him. And Pastor Christo preached last Sunday, uh, last Wednesday and said that he had to shave his head in order for him to be, to be accepted. What are we willing to do as long as it's godly for people to be able to hear us? Or is our ego so much that we cannot even change how we behave? Our pride is so big that we do, we, I, I just do my own way. I don't care what happens. But God is asking you if you have a changed heart, what are you willing to do in order for you to reach people's heart? Do we do everything we can to lay a common ground so there maybe there can be a softening of the heart when we talk to people about Christ? See, this speaks in my life too because I fail. I fail. I fail most of the the time, I fail. I fail with, with, with the people that I love. I fail at work, I fail all those things because most of the time when there's an argument or when there's something that doesn't go my way, I'm fighting to win. I'm not fighting for Christ. I am so caught up in myself that what I want to do is I want to bring my point so forth. Like, listen to me. Give me a minute. Let me explain myself and tell you how I am right. Yeah. Instead of allowing God to walk me and say I have a changed heart, how am I gonna show God to this person that I'm speaking again as I'm speaking to? Yeah. Yeah. How am I gonna? How am I going to overcome what's out there if in my own safety? I can speak and behave in humility. How are we going to be able to overcome what comes our way if in our own homes, in our workplaces, in the place where nobody is stoning you or trying to kill you, that we cannot compose ourselves enough to have that conversation? How are we going to do when we really are in trouble? Our hearts really changed. And my computer refused to open. Please hold. Perfect. <laughs> James 4, 6. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, yeah. but gives grace to the humble. Yeah. See, one group is going to put Paul in chain. The other group is trying to kill him. But yes, he doesn't look at that. He looks in a way that he realizes that this is an opportunity for me to speak into their heart. This might be my last moment here where I show them Christ. This might be my moment here where they get to see who Christ is. It's only a changed heart that looks at a situation and allows God to work all things good for those who love him who are called for his purpose. Paul did not demand an audience or have a choice words for the crowd. Let me say that again. Paul did not demand an audience and have choice words for a crowd because I know as we go out in our life, we usually don't have that humility. Some of us can't even take ownership of a speeding ticket. We want to talk ourselves out and say all these things, right? Because we want to defend ourselves. What if that policeman that stopped you, that was the only choice that he is able to see Christ in you? That was the only opportunity that he could have seen Christ. Yet, are we talking to them in humility? Do you have a, heart cha- a change heart? I'm hoping that we are all quiet because it's all sinking, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, just checking. So, like sleeping. Okay, number two. A change heart remembers. A change heart remembers. It is one thing to remember when you are in a situation that favors you. When people are trying to do great things, you can remember all the good times that you had and all these other things. But it's another thing when you remember the things God has done for you when people are trying to kill you. Do you remember what Christ has done for you when you're in the middle of your trials? Do you remember what Christ has done for you when you're in the middle of your trials? Acts 21:30 says, Are you not a Egyptian who some time ago started up the rebellion and led 4,000 assassins into the wilderness? I'm like, What? You know, when you read the Bible, don't skip stuff like this because, like, you, you read this and you're like, Why did they put that in there? <laughs> like, right? Like, we are talking about Paul stuff, and then the dude turns and they're like, Dude, I thought you were the one who was an assassin with like 4,000 people. See, as I, I prayed on this and I'm asking God, what, what, what's, what's going on with this? This, is, this, is, this was my heart. My heart was, when I'm going through trouble and when I'm going through stuff that's really, really stressful, when somebody throws me a bone, I'm so quick to grab it so I can defend myself. If I'm going to a prison where there are crazy people who are going to try to kill me like the ones who are outside, it will be an opportunity for me to tell, yes, I am one of those guys who read 4,000 people, don't mess with me in prison. (laughs) I'm just saying. Right? I'd be like, don't mess with me, because I'm like, yes, I am that dude, oh, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> I am that dude, yes. Actually, there are only 4,000? No, there were more than 4,000. <laughs> Let me exaggerate, right? <laughs> See, an opportunity came for Paul where he could have said, I am this. Yeah. I am that, yes, I am that tough dude. I am that guy. And I know that in my life, I do that sometimes when, when I'm going through somebody and somebody says, oh, he is an out. And I'm like, I'm quick to jump into it. Am I thinking about how I'm portraying my God? Am I thinking how I'm portraying my church? Am I thinking how I'm portraying my family? Right? But see, Paul says, no, I'm not that dude. I know who I was. I know where Christ found me. I know who I am. I remember. I remember that I persecuted Christians. I remember that I jailed them. I remember that I had them all to be killed. And God still spared me. Yeah. Yeah. He has an opportunity for an out. But Paul remembers. Acts 22:26, 20 And when the blood of Stephen was shed, I was standing there concerning his death and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Change heart, remember the things that they have allowed before meeting Christ. Paul remembers, he's like, when I was not a Christian, I persecuted Christian, and specifically when Stephen was being stoned, I was standing there holding the jack, the coats, and the clothes for those people, so then that way I could oversee them as they stoned him. Paul remembers. And so when he gets an opportunity to speak about what Christ has done for him, when he gets an opportunity to defend himself, he remembers what God has done for him. Yeah, Let me ask you tonight. Do you remember your guarding the clothes moment in your life? Yeah. Do you remember when you guarded the clothes so then people or things would be done to Christian or to innocent people? Yeah, See, I had a hard time with her because I know my past... I had a hard time with that. And I was like, God, I," because at first when I read that, I, was, I went real quick past it and I was like, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not poor. I didn't stand and see somebody get killed. But God was like, not too fast. Yeah. Here is A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Yeah. It's like, how are you different from that? Yeah. Kevin, look at your guarding the cloth moment in your life. Come on. But I still saved you. I still saved you. And if you remember why you've been saved, then why would you be advancing your own agenda instead of advancing what Christ has done in your life? See what happens is when we come to that moment when we remember what, what we used to be and what we did, these two things are either one of two things that happen. It fills us inside for us to speak about Christ, about his grace, about his mercy, about his forgiveness. Oh we are caught up in our own past and we start going around our past. See, I gave an example once with somebody um, uh, we were speaking with and they kept talking about their past and they kept talking about their past. Every time we met, they kept talking about, I used to be this, I used to roll with this, I used to have this, I used to do this. And then there will be 90% of this, 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 and then 5% of what Christ has done. And it annoyed me a lot because I'm like, you are not preaching with your life. And one day I told God, I'm like, should I speak? And God always says, I've been waiting for you to speak. And I looked at them and I say, let me ask you something. I see your life and I see what you're doing. I also have known Pastor Christo. And when I look at your life and I look at Pastor Crystal's life, they're the same kind of life. What have you done with your life? Look at what Pastor Christo is doing. Pastor Christo is somebody who's been saved, who's been redeemed. And she takes that and she glorifies God. She changes women because she knows that if God can save me from what I had, where I was, he can save you too. So my question for you today is, what are you using your past for? Are you building the castles around it and saying, I used to do this. I used to do this and look at how I'm saved. Or are you saying, come on, let me introduce you to the God who changed my life. Yes. Do you remember what God has saved you from? And if you do, what are you doing with it? Ezekiel 36 when he says, I give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I'll take a heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of. Uh, I'll I'll take away a heart of stone and give you a uh, give your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. God has already given you, if you allow Him, a heart of flesh and a new spirit. What are you doing with that? What are you doing with that? Number three. A change picks up about Christ. Paul had an opportunity to defend himself, but he didn't. He spoke about what Christ has done in his life. His story was simple. I was this, I killed Christian, and then I met Christ. Stephen did too, and he was torn to death. See, most of the time people want to argue. They want to take the Bible and say, let me me ask you about the kings, why they did A, B, C, D. And guess what? You can argue theology, you can Sometimes I don't understand what the, Bible, what the Bible says. But let me tell you what you can argue. Somebody comes to me and asks me, hey, what do you believe? And I'm like, listen, I understand what you're arguing about. Let me tell you something. I was a sinner. I met Christ. And my life changed. Yes. Yes. But let me, let me ask you about this whole ecclesia. Let me ask you about all this stuff. I'm like, no, dude. Let me tell you something. You can argue with that, but I was a sinner. You don't get it. I was a sinner. Yeah. Yeah. This was what I used to do. Yes. And I tried everything and I did everything that I could. But then I met Christ. Amen. But then I met Christ. Yes. And then my life got changed. Yes. So, what you're seeing right now is not me transforming myself. And guess what? That book now tells me what happened because I did not understand it. Yes. The Bible that you're arguing with now tells me what the situation is. Yes. See, your life is a testimony. Nobody can argue with who you are and who you used to be. But then they are looking for something to lick on and I tell them, guess what? This book, the Bible, explains what has happened to me. Let me show you Christ. Matthew 28, 19, 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of our nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I command you. And Lord, I am with you always, even to the end. He's commanded you to be a disciple, to speak about your life. If you are transformed heart, if you have a changed heart, if you want a changed heart, if you are longing for a changed heart, he's asking you to speak about him. Matthew 10, 19, 20, But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how and what you should speak, for I will give you in that hour what you should say. For if not, it's not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks. He's saying that do not worry about what you say. As Paul, as Paul, as Stephen were delivered, because they had a submitted heart, they didn't worry about what they had to say. Just Christ spoke through them. Are you willing to be a vessel that Christ can speak through you? Are you willing to be a vessel that Christ can speak through you? Do you speak about Christ and what he's done in your life? What does your testimony look like tonight? A change heart speaks up for what God has done and continues to do in their life. See, it's interesting because uh, when I was growing up, I was raised by my grandmother. And uh, I remember we we used to walk a lot. We used to walk so many places. We didn't, you know, that's what we do. So we used to walk. And every time my grandma would meet another lady who was a Christian, The conversation would go like this. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. And, And let me tell you about what Christ has done for me. And literally... After high, the next conversation was, let me tell you what Christ has done for me. And literally, it would be go for like 10 minutes in though I was a kid and it felt like two hours, right? <laughs> but she would talk about, well, Christ did this for me. I was praying about this and he did this. And at first I was like, uh, okay, but we will, be, we will be walking somewhere where it's like an hour. She will meet four or five women and that is the conversation she would have. How are you? Praise God. Let me tell you about what Christ has done. And guess what? The other lady, will take the moment to tell her too. She spoke about what Christ has done for her. She spoke, and my auntie is here. She can verify that. She spoke, (laughs) she spoke about what Christ has done. And I was talking to Eva last night, my wife, and I was like, what happened to us? That when we meet a Christian, the first thing we do is, let me tell you about my issues. Let me tell you about what's not going on in my life. Let me tell you about how my kids are not doing this or my thesis is not doing this. Well, you have a breath. You are saved. How about the next time you talk to a Christian, it's like, hey, Brother Jay, what's happening, man? Let me tell you what God did for me this week. Let me show you what God has done for me this week. Yes, there are some things we haven't gone right. Don't get me wrong. They used to talk about that too. But the first 10 minutes, it was glorifying God. They spoke about Christ. What if we could speak the same about Christ? Jeremiah 29 say, then says, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was wearing, holding it back, and I could not count. I could not. Jeremiah is being given these things by Christ to speak. And he does, to a point, he's like, I don't want to say this, but they are burning inside him so much that he cannot stop talking about it. Yeah. Is your heart changed to that point where you cannot stop talking about Christ? Yeah, you know, I was reading one of the commentaries, it said Jeremiah had to bear the painful fruit. He had to bear a painful price to remain faithful, a faithful message of God. Yeah. On many occasions, he contemplated either giving up or changing the message. Yeah. Under the stress, and the strain of his suffering, he was tempted to abandon the work, to refuse to speak anymore in the name of Jehovah. But when he attempted thus to find release from suffering in silence, it was impossible. For such silence became more intolerable than suffering. Let me explain. He would like, I don't want to speak about this because I don't want to suffer. And then he would suffer holding it back, but the silence killed him more than actually him speaking out. What if we all Christians suffered so much about what God has done in our life that every single time we go out there and when we try to tell people everything, anything else, it, everything that comes out is what Christ has done in our life. What if it was harder for us to keep quiet about Christ than speaking about Christ? We have all been called to give our testimony. We have all been called to give our testimony. Ooh, I don't like that clock. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. See, I know some of you, you've been good, and that's good. Um, you've lived a good life. Seriously, you followed God from day one, and, and yes, there's been challenges, but you've been growing. And I know some of us can re really identify with Paul, where you're like, you know, I know Paul, he was this, and you can see that he was deserving. But I want to bring you to attention real quick because of time. A young man in Genesis who was very loved by his father. His father got him a coat of many colors. Amen. His brother did not like him, so they tried to kill him by pushing him into a well and sold him as a slave. The Lord gave him favor as a slave, as a, uh, to, to a slave and became a personal assistant to an officer in Pharaoh's kingdom. The master's wife tried to seduce Joseph, But he refused and ended up costing him his job and being thrown in prison. Even in prison, Joseph still served God. And he he got favor and he was not demanding. He could have said, let me tell you, this is what I've been doing. There was nothing wrong that he had done. All his life, there was nothing wrong he had done. He was a perfect kid. But even then, it didn't warrant him to be, hey, look at what I am. I should not be here. He went to prison and God was glorified there. Then he interprets a dream for the bearer and the cook and it happens exactly that and then they forget about him. He's not entitled. He doesn't say, hey, can you set up people up there and tell the guy that I saved his life and I told him what's going to happen. Come on. I am demanding this. This is my Right? Right? Yeah. I know we would do that, right? Yeah. It's like, send somebody up there. I need somebody to know what's going on. He didn't do that. Yet even, even being promised to be remembered, he was forgotten. But God did not forget him. So Pharaoh gets a dream and, and, uh, and Joseph is called to interpret. And guess what? His life is changed. But I love what, uh, uh, what Joseph said in Genesis forty one sixteen. So Joseph answered Pharaoh. So Pharaoh said, hey, I heard that you can interpret dreams and I know that you, you, you are good at this. So I'm waiting for you to respond to me. And Genesis 41:16. So Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it's not in me. God will give Pharaoh the answer of peace. So it's not me that who's going to do it. Yeah. I'm just a willing vessel. Yeah. I'm just a person who has a changed heart where I know what God says he's going to do. And it's not me, because I am not trying to defend myself. I'm not going to try to tell myself, hey, this is what I need to do in order for me to advance. He says, not I, but God who's going to give you that answer. Yeah, Joseph, at that moment, Joseph remembered who had saved him all along. Yeah. Remember? Not demanding, remembers. He remembered who had saved him along. And at that moment, he spoke up about God. He spoke up about God because he had a heart change. Folks, what if we said, not I, but Christ in me. Not I, but Christ in me. What if every moment we are in our life, regardless of what we are, that we have an opportunity to speak about Christ, and you're like, not I, but Christ in me. As we close here, We're going to play a song that says, not I, but Christ in me. And before that, I want you to think about this. There are some of us who have a changed heart for Christ. Praise God. I pray that he can continue to to give you more and more. How much more are we going to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And for us who are not sure whether we have a changed heart, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come to the altar and ask God, for a change heart and if you don't know where to start where do I start having a change heart Christ is here so let's all stand up and Pastor Shelley is going to play the song feel free to come up the altar is open that's my altar call today if you want to meet Christ here if something spoke to you today come and speak to him today come and ask him to change
1: is Jesus my redeemer
0: God, Father, because You are not asking us to do it by ourselves, O oh God. Not by our own strength, O King of Glory. Not by our might, oh God. But You, as King of Glory, God. I pray, King of Glory, Jehovah God, that every prayer we pray today, Lord, that as we call upon Your name, God, that You will answer us, oh God. That You will speak, You will come and listen to our hearts, O oh King of Glory, God, and change our hearts, O oh God. God, we want to do Your you will, Father have a God. We want to have hearts like Stephen and Paul, God. We want to be obedient in what you call us to do, oh God. Help us, God. Help us, O King of Glory, Father. Help us, O King of Glory, God. I pray Father, that as this word go forth, God, that you cover it, oh God, that the enemy does not steal it, O King of Glory, Father. In the precious name of Jesus, be with your people, O King of Glory, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Have a good night. Go get your kids. They miss you. Thank, Thank you for good. watching the Faith and Victory live
1: stream. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please check us out online at faithandvictory.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, and we'd love to connect with you there. If you'd like to financially support Faith and Victory Church's ministry, please text FAVC to 77977. God bless you and keep you. From the FVC Live team.